What's going on? It's it's your boy Bosco here with Zach, Fraulein Zach. Yes, Fraulein. I'm an island boy. Have you heard I, that? Oh, dude, I hated you that. You know, shit. So I'm an island boy, and I'm trying to make it. Today mo- I was walking mo- around. Dude, I'm in telling Berlin. you, I'm telling you, white Cubans in Florida are a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, today that song is bad but it got stuck in my head so hard i'm walking around berlin today my first day in berlin and i'm hearing german but this island boy shit still in my head so i start doing it in german i'm like ich bin ein island boy ich bin ein <laughs> and um, I, I was getting my wires crossed i was you know like part, you know what I, part german today <laughs> you know what i thought was most funny about that video is that if you rewatch it they're both wearing their fucking shoes in the hot tub. Yeah. They're wearing their shoes. And I don't know. <laughs> bro, I don't know what it is about that shit, but I kind of think it's hilarious. Like, the way they look, the way they're, like, just they have those, how, uh, how, like, they have ridiculously those... silly it is. Yeah, well, and fuck. doesn't it feel like they've kind of missed the mark? Like, whatever they're going for, I feel like it passed a couple years yeah. ago. That was their their pre pandemic still like <laughs> yeah they they would have like, like when what, when Lil Pump when little uh, Lil Pump was uh, exactly was little, like yeah. yeah like that was yeah. like their that's what I was thinking I'm like they're going for Lil Pump right now yeah they got Lil the Pump's wicks time is I think they I think they're called wicks when they're like bleached at the end and like colored at the yeah. end with dreads. Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw, cause fucking, I, I love, I don't know, uh, I think you like him, but Andrew from Channel 5, formerly All Gas, oh, yeah. No Breaks. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, this, th- those guys were on Andrew's beat, the white, the crazy oh, really? white rapper beat. Yeah, that's like literally like one of the things <laughs> that, that dude always snuffs out. You know why? Because I saw an old clip from when he was in high school and he was doing r- white, white rapping. That's why Andrew, no yes, dude, yes, yes. I'll send it to you after after we- uh, It's starting after- to make more sense now because I've seen him start to like rap with people and I'm like, okay, this isn't like, like you could tell he's familiar with it. Like, no, I, and I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest to with you. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've seen a lot of like shitty, like white guys attempt rapping. It's not like terrible. Like he could definitely rap. <laughs> Well, what's good about that guy is he like he knows himself in his act, in his persona, and everything he does. Like you can tell, he knows himself as this like lanky, curly-haired, awkward white guy. You know, but he's awesome. He, he does some of the best. He does some of the best reporting at like weird events and like shit like that. Like, oh yeah, his yeah. And, and I don't know. He's like I think they do like some of the, I I guess you could call it journalism, but he, he does some of the most interesting journalism in America for sure. And you know what's interesting? Oh, yeah. I, what's interesting too is that they uh, I saw this other video on that channel where it was like a black guy and he was going to this <clears throat> uh, 
it was like a like pro reparations uh, rally or something like that, right? And he and the guy was oh, okay. a bad guy, and he was like, and he was like, "Hey, give me give me twenty dollars," and then he got like guilty oh, white yeah. boy. <laughs> like, yes, that was the one, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was in Oakland. He, yes, like, yes. Twenty dollars right now, reparations, and like some people were like, "Oh, I don't actually have twenty dollars." Oh, cash app right it, now, cash app it, uh, cash app it, cash app it. And then they started cash yapping him. Wow, what a what a grift. What, what a, a country. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I don't I that was a little side tangent, but no, I just I love Channel Five so much. I love that channel. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's cool. Like we've talked about him before. My one concern with him was sometimes I'm like, he's gotten too well known for his own good. So sometimes in certain well, videos, not all of them, but certain ones, I'm like, oh, it feels like people are playing know <clears> who he is and they're playing into like what they think he wants to see a little too much, and then it kind of becomes it starts to feel a little it becomes forced, like a parody it's not all, no. all the time and his well, his personality yeah. is killer and his vibe is killer oh totally so dude really did you see the one it. he did on chet hanks dude that one was so fucking good yeah. dude that, that was a good interview actually yeah like it made chet hanks more personable and that's what i think makes a good interview is when they can like take this figure whether they're an internet personality or a celebrity or political figure and like humanize them a little right. bit and make them relatable i think that's yeah. what makes a good interview you know yeah and you know uh like yeah he uh, well what he's been doing recently and i swear this will be the last to talk about him but uh what he's been doing recently is that he's been like getting together because you know he got fucked over by doing things media right which was like this group mm. you know they do have all the doing oh, yeah, things. i refuse to follow any other pages yeah i i recently saw that i was followed so i unfollowed because of that shit and because um yeah they they, they have a lot of pages you know yeah they have like shithead steve i think it's like uh yeah. drunk people doing things like any of the doing things like golfers doing things yeah. like it's so lame but um but yeah so they fucked him over and he started he started his new thing and because of the patreon support he's gotten more like interesting people to like go out and interview for his stead and he's basically got like a small little news empire that he's building and i think it's really cool and interesting yeah. and uh um, yeah, and he's he's backed by the guys from the tim and eric awesome show great jobs you oh, know hell hidden yeah. gem of awesome. adult swim yeah so yeah that's oh, who I, backed him for Channel I, 5. I, I, I love Tim Heidecker and uh, fuck, uh, Eric. Uh, I forget the guy's last name, but I love I love those two guys. They're awesome. T uh, Tim, yeah. Tim uh, he does a lot of shit with uh, Vic Berger, and you know how much I love Vic Berger oh, and yeah. his edits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you know what? That's, that's our recommendation, all right? Check out some uh, Channel 5 and check out some Vic Berger. I'm sure everybody listening to this right now, all four of them have heard Channel 5 and seen Andrew Callahan reporting never live assume, from Miami Beach. Never assume. You never know who this reaches, Zach. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a lot bigger of a platform than we do, so... Anyway, so um, Anyways. anyway, <laughs> uh, so... You get the idea. So, uh, you've been traveling, you're in Germany... Oh, yeah. So I'm in Berlin. Um, Berlin, very cool city so far. Um, here's something funny I noticed as I wandered. I was in central Berlin today. I uh, I saw the Queen of Denmark. Mm. I was going to the Brandenburg Gate. And um, 
and I'm walking and I see like this large group of people hanging outside like this posh hotel and I was like they're like all waiting there and then I see like a huge motorcade and I start looking around and I'm like what the fuck's going on I'm like is Leonardo DiCaprio in there I'm I'm thinking oh, I'm about to see Leo bro, bro. Real, real, real quick Leo tangent how great was that clip of Leonardo DiCaprio cucking Jeff Bezos dude I love that dude I favorited that oh, and I want to make that I want to make that as my background oh, of yeah. just Leo cucking well, it's 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 most hated person getting beat by one of your most favorite people. So yeah. I understand why you're like that. Well, so much. and you also hate Jeff Bezos, you love Leo, and well, then Leo gets a gets a W over Bezos. Well, so, yeah, we, we, th- we've never really talked about this on the pod, but you know, me and you, we've talked about this at length before of our fandom of uh, handsome leading men, and Leo's like at the top of the list. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, you've said it about me before. You said I'm essentially a young Leo with a, the untapped potential in me. Yeah, is essentially yeah, young yeah, Leo yeah, And I'm a young Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> but anyways, I, was, I thought I was about to have my moment where I met Leo, and I'm, like, looking around, and I'm, like, okay, like... You're Even gonna the be most Jeff famous Bezos celebrities not going to looking have... up at him being like, "Oh, you're so <laughs> handsome." <laughs> no, well, we would have shaked hands, and then he would have been like, "You know what? Let me give you a job." And I would have been like, "No, no, no, no." And he's like, "No, no, no. I can feel something. I see something in you. Let me get you. Let me get you some work." All right, so and I would have been so next thing on. you know. Anyways, anyways, I'm like looking at the size of this motorcade. There's like. Hundreds of police, motorcycles, fucking huge ass police cars in, you know, German cop cars. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, even the most famous celebrity isn't gonna have a motorcade this big. I'm like, this must be a head of state. So then I'm start thinking, I'm like, is this fucking the president of Germany here? Is this Angela Merkel or well, I, well, I'm like, no, wait, we're at a hotel. Why would a head of state in Germany be at a hotel? They'd be at their office if we're here in fucking Berlin. And I start looking around and I see D- Danish flags everywhere. And I'm like, oh, it's a Danish head of state. And then finally I hear somebody speaking English. And I'm like, hey, do you mind if you tell me who this it is? It was Barack and Obama. She's like, oh, it's, Bar- <laughs> it's Barack Obama's secret level- lover, the Queen of Denmark. She uh, finally she walked out. She was an old lady, not as old as the Queen of England, but an old lady walks out, you know, dressed nice, and you can barely see her under- underneath like the hotel like uh, you know walkway. And she like waved. And she's like hello, hello, <laughs> and then she got in her car and drove off. And I was like, oh, cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really into the king and queen shit. I live in America, and so this is doesn't America. impress me. But I mean, it was interesting to see, you know, that you know Europeans get hyped about that kind of stuff. But other than that, in Berlin, another thing I saw, I was seeing a lot today, that I was like, you know what, this there's a lot of these. And as I started to think about, it, I'm like, you know, it makes sense that there's a lot of these. And what that is, is memorials to genocide <laughs> and war oh memorials. God. I saw several, it's like Berlin has an entire, like a little bit, at least the central part of Berlin, there's a little bit of a complex of being like, yeah, so. All bad guys, all bad guys. <laughs> all I saw a memorial to murdered, uh, and people might consider this an offensive word, but I don't know what else to call them, gypsies. 
on a memorial to murder gypsies, which was a reflecting pool outside the Reichstag um, that reflected the Reichstag. It was very interesting looking still water. Um, I saw the memorial, the Holocaust memorial, which was just like it was very interesting, just huge blocks of stone and probably a kilometer kilometer square. Um, in the central area, I saw the memorial to um, Soviet soldiers who died, um, which was a bit more war based. The other ones, you know, the way real, real like, quick oh, yeah, genocide occurred. <clears throat> real quick, because I uh, saw in our like Snapchat group, you sent you sent us that you know the the Soviet one, and I think it's interesting mm-hmm. because you know like there's like um like Americans here who will be like, oh well, we defeated the Nazis, right? And they'll have that mentality of like, oh yeah, we defeated without mm-hmm. even acknowledging all of the Russian lives that were basically oh, spent. Soviets won World War II. I mean, oh, in yeah. Europe. In Europe. Oh, yeah. We Soviets, had the Pacific the campaign. defeated we had the Nazis. The, right. We had the Pacific camp. It was a multi-front war. You know? But, um, I mean, the Soviet one was the one I spent the most time at because it was a very, um, moving. The memorials, look, I'll say this. Despite the fact that, like, there's a lot of them here and it kind of becomes a little bit saturated almost in memorials i will say they are very moving um memorials like you well, go there you know when i went to right when, there. when i went to dc as a kid and you know a lot of the time was like you know we're seeing the um <clears throat> world war ii memorial you know and like all that shit mm-hmm. um it is moving, but then it's not so moving when it, it goes to some of the more bullshit wars, like the Korean War, or the Vietnam War. You know, and then you go like, oh. yeah. I mean, well, well, American men still lost. American True. human beings still lost their and, lives. And, 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 and in the case of the Vietnam War, some were drafted against their yeah. wishes. So and know. many were. So many, you know, those guys weren't responsible for Vietnam. They just were sent there to fight. Anyways, off topic, or tangent a little bit. Um, what I wanted to say, t- say about these memorials, as I saw them, the one to the gypsies, uh, the one to the Jews... Uh, the one to the Soviet soldiers, and there's one I haven't seen yet. There's a few others I haven't seen yet, but there's one to like murdered LGBTQ people. Um, they are all very moving and very sobering, and I found them interesting in how, you know, artists that were commissioned to make these memorials chose to represent um, um, atoning for a genocide. Like I thought the Holocaust one was very interesting and in how it was just these right. giant right. stones in a maze you could walk through. No names, no symbols, nothing. And there was like plaques when you walked up to them that was like, hey, please don't do political demonstrations here. Like, please leave this purely as a place of remembrance. No <clears throat> polit- politics, no yeah. nationalism, no bullshit. And I thought it was just an interesting look. And I, I thought it was a very, I don't know, uh, interesting way to memorialize like mass murder and mass death, you know, for, be it from war or Holocaust, like in these, you know, very statuesque, grim almost. And, you know, the, a lot of sm- smooth stone. Like I would go up and touch things. Everything was very smooth and dark and cold and stone-like, and powerful. Um, powerful. Yeah, it was powerful, and I found it an interesting way to represent death. That 
yeah, I guess you see it in America from time, at least in DC, but it's not commonly seen on the West Coast, like you know, as a yeah. as a as a memorial site. And it was very interesting to see. And I kept laughing to myself half the time because I'm like, man, all of Berlin's like, yeah, we're sorry about that. But also, like, I respect that the fact that you know artists came out here and were like, how am I gonna dedicate True. a well, but piece you also- of work? But let's let's, let's millions of lives lost. Let's also be honest too that they kind of have to take the position of oh like a lot of oh I'm sorry my bad oh my bad they have to take that take because fucking Hitler was that fucking bad. (laughs) Dude, they don't even fuck around with it here. Like I was when I when when I was waiting for the Queen to come out, I didn't know it was the Queen of Denmark yet. In my head, I had a joke come across my mind, and I was about to say it out loud. I was about to be like. Are we waiting for the Fiora? And I like looked around and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, hold on. Like I was, it was on my lips. I was about to vocalize that and say, are we waiting for the Fiora, Zieg And I was like, hold on. In Germany, they might like not think that's so funny. Yeah, they might. <laughs> Even if I, they know I'm joking and I'm clearly joking, like they might be like, yo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get right. him to come well, back uh... of this car right here. Smooth um, transition. Uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go into some of the topics. Sure. All right, but that's uh, very interesting. You know. Yeah. Sure. No, Berlin's dope. Um, and I hope to see more, and I'll I'll let you know more. It's a very cool city. It's not as beautiful as in visually as you know Amsterdam or Paris is, but it's it's a very interesting city with a lot of history and. All, you can just walk the streets and like feel the history radiating off recent history radiating off the the city itself so it, it's cool in that regard speaking of radiating off of themselves the Astro uh-huh. World concert was <laughs> happened, <laughs> happened uh, this last weekend and <laughs> I was just like fuck it dude just try to make a fit <laughs> there's no smooth transition to this but yeah so the Astro World from con- Nazi war crimes to Travis Scott's war crimes. Yeah, Travis Scott's <laughs> war crimes. Okay, first off, before we go into the tragedy that most everyone has probably heard of at this point at nauseum, uh-huh. but the thing I find really interesting about this, just as a side note, but what I find interesting is that it seems like um, the Zoomers and the younger generations are having like their first brush with like a satanic panic type of deal uh, surrounding hmm. uh, the Travis Scott Astro World shit. Because like, look, <laughs> let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Fucking devil imagery and pagan imagery is fucking cool. It's fucking cool. It looks sick. It's existed in art forever, right? And there's a reason why, because it's very, like, you look at some of that shit and you're like, yeah, like, when you, it's like, you know, the one they've been using to, like, compared to that uh, Travis Scott, it's like this big open demon ma- demon with, like, an open yeah, mouth, yeah. and you know what I mean? And it's, it's fucking cool imagery, you know what I mean? That's that's the reason. Yeah, um, it's not pagan imagery. Um, oh, okay. Sorry to do this correction. I no, no, it's believe, right. I'm not positive about this either but i believe most of that imagery you're referring to a lot of stuff that's passed around is like devil imagery is from the renaissance especially after okay. the publication of dante's inferno right. within italy and other catholic countries yeah it's not pagan it's catholic countries that went okay. ahead and created a lot of the satanic so, hellish so it was it was like it was like fear-mongering Western. propaganda basically 
I don't, at the time, that's an interesting question. I don't know if it was fear mong. I don't know. I can't say it was fear mongering propaganda. The part of me that like likes art just thinks it's like these guys were reading things about hell and they wanted to try and um, visualize put an artistic yeah. yeah visualization to it. I don't know if it was necessarily meant yeah. as like fear mongering and propaganda. Maybe more just of like a weird form of. Worship like, to, yeah. to Christian religion, but a lot of those that imagery is yet then is pretty cool looking. Like you know, what I mean, a lot of times they're just like yeah, they look I mean, super fucking sick. Yeah, like you know which one? I know it's not. It's not like <laughs> it would have in hell today if it wasn't dope. But the you know the one where it's like Kronos and he's like biting the head off of somebody and it's just like this like oh yeah you know which one? Like like a lot of that art yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool. It looks cool. So whatever. Yeah. But there's a lot of people with in the rate week wake of this you know tra- tragedy that um a lot of people and you uh, you were telling me about it the other day that you, like it was all mm-hmm. over 4chan there's already d- this satanic happened, yeah, weirdo satanic weirdos were waiting for this moment <laughs> they were like schizophrenic like, yes we call them schizophrenics yeah we call them schizos <laughs> <clears throat> and um so yeah so let me uh let me just give a, a quick timeline i found of like the like what led to the events and then we'll we'll go into it so Okay, we'll get three, to three, Satan comes in. 3 30 a.m. Friday morning, people are already starting to line up. Which is just crazy to me because ten wow. AM ten AM is when it opens. Alright, so ten AM the gates open, people start trampling fences, and that's where you start seeing like the clips of people where they're running past security, they're knocking knocking shit over, right? Whatever. So this this is um they also talk about what was the medical staff they had there? So they had two doctors, six nurses, two paramedics, and nine EMTs, right? And I think about... For how many attendees? I think it was 50,000. Seems like a little bit yeah, less than that should be, but well, I don't know. By... Um, by about like eight forty-five, they were like extremely overwhelmed, right? Like people were getting injured, and it was like they were like stretched out. So um, the surge was worse. So the surge started to worsen at this moment. Um, about nine p.m., uh, there's a thirty-minute countdown to Travis Scott that shows up, shows up on the main stage. Um, people are pushed up against each other. The crowds are swaying, and people aren't like it's like I've been in these 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 like massive pits full of just like a shit ton of people, and it does feel like like you have no autonomy over your body that you're just at the will of this massive moving crowd, right? Um, yeah. <clears throat> nine. Uh, so 9.30 p.m., ambulance responds within the crowd. This is, like, at the beginning of Travis's uh, set. Um, and that's when you see, like, there was the clips of Travis pointing it out, be like, what's that over there? And then you saw people fucking acting like complete shitheads and dancing on top of the fucking the ambulance. My lord. The, like, I think you said it in our conversation. We were talking about it. But, like, there was really, it really did seem like there was, like, a, like a menacing vibe there. And by all accounts, it was, like, a really, yes. like, the vibe, it did not pass the vibe check. This is, like, no. yeah. Um, so, um, at 9.30 a.m., the ambulance responds within the crowd, right? That's where you see that clip, um, after multiple injury reports. Uh, Travis acknowledges it, and then at 9.38, 
it's been declared a mass casualty event. All right. The show at nine thirty p.m. Nine thirty-eight p.m. So Travis okay. Scott gets out, gets on around nine thirty, and at mm. nine thirty-eight, eight minutes in, it's declared a mass casualty event. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so Travis, he so there's been a lot of these talks about like. Why wouldn't Travis stop it? And the police, which, by the way, let's go into the police a little bit. They're, they're, they literally tried to start this whole narrative of uh, people like a, a security guard that got injected. And it turns out that it was a bullshit narrative, which I kind of told you. And like, it just sounded like copaganda. You know what I mean? It sounded like some shit yeah. cops would say. And when it comes to like uh, cops reporting, like how they administer. Um, uh, what's the uh, anti-opiate drug, Zach? Help me out here. Narcan. Uh, Narcan. Um, that also known, the generic name is naloxone. Naloxone, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. their, repo- their reporting of administering it is always very fishy, historically. Um, so, yeah, not the best source of information. And, it's not and- an easy thing to administer, for the record. Yeah. it's it's When you're taught to use it... Just for the record, when you're taught to use it, you're kind of told like, oh, as soon as you hit somebody with the Narcan, they're going to spring back to life. And it doesn't really work exactly like that in a lot okay. of cases. So. Thanks for the context. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um, so Travis, so like the cops, what they have, what they were saying, like, so like we're exiting out of the crowd. We're talking to the people running the event and the cops talking to them. The cops are like, well, we can't stop this because then the riot's going to break out. Right. <clears throat> which is bullshit. Okay. Also, production. They so the cops. Houston have, PD. Houston PD. A has, city that's the third, fourth, fifth biggest city. It's top five in the yeah. U.S. Houston so, PD can't handle that. So they perfectly. It's well within their power to be like, "Hey, production managers, you have like the the light switches that turn on the stage." Shut it all down, blast the safety message, and we need to get people evacuated because this is a mass casualty event now. All right. Eight people mm-hmm. had ended up dying and hundreds were hospitalized. Um, and they died from the, the crowd crush. The story I've heard. Yeah. But I will say when I first heard this, my initial reaction is people are overdosing. Right, right. That's that's another theory. That's another theory. Strange, but. Yeah, no, that's I mean, another if theory. Ecstasy or coke or something being passed around. So you're saying fentanyl like a f- very common yeah, these days. Totally, fentanyl is very common these well, days. Well, you remember, you remember that. You remember that. You get a bad whiff of fentanyl, you've yeah. got a bomb in your fucking nose, essentially. Yeah. Basically, it's ready to kill you. Yeah, and you know, um, you know, that's a been it's a, a high, lo- It's a super powerful drug, and it's they say it's like hundreds times more powerful than heroin. And heroin kills people very easily, so fentanyl is massively dangerous, and it, it's a quick, you know, like, you don't know yeah. what's in you until you've, you're gone already. So we won't know until, like, the, the you know, the investigation clears up and whatever gets, uh, you know... Uh, let out, but course, that's. Yeah. But basically, there's the, still the, a lot the, of the, information that come out of this. Right. the The credible theories that I think are most likely is the crowd crush scenario. Mm-hmm. And pos- which has happened po- before, and the possibility of there maybe being a bad batch of drugs that was going around a music festival, yeah, right? With fentanyl, 
Right, exactly. So um, at 10, 10 p.m., the show stops more than 30 minutes after being declared a mass casualty event. The, this motherfucker, <laughs> this motherfucker, like saw people. I mean, okay, let's let's talk. Go into some of the clips, all right? So the one I know you have a favorite one. You can go tell us in a second, but the one that like is like pretty damning is the one where Travis Scott is on like some sort of like scaffolding in the crowd, uh-huh. and he's looking down and he's going like, ah, and like there's like literally some dude like lifeless being passed over him, and he's just like. Hey, it sees Travis looking down, acknowledging that. So he, I, like, okay, so a lot of people want to just put the blame all on Travis Scott, which I, I'm i going to be honest, I think he deserves some of the blame, but it's not all on him, all right? It's not. And I'm not even, like, a, a like a huge Travis Scott fan. If, if you want my honest opinions, I feel like he's kind of, like, his last album was not that great, but... As Show World was mediocre. Yeah. So <laughs> he's had better releases. So um like but, I told you when we talked about it, when he came out with the McDonald's meal, I'm like, he's a sellout. Yeah, and I kind of like stopped liking him as much as I did. That's like fire. one of the biggest sellout movies. I was can- never a big fan, but I enjoyed his music enough <clears throat> to be like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's dope, he's cool. Yeah, you know. But upper- when he came out with the McDonald's meal, I was like, dude, you're a fucking sellout. Come on. For McDonald's sure. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought too, and you know, um, it's just really tragic, honestly. Like, um, it kind of harkens back to. I know you watched a little bit of it with me, but that Woodstock '99 documentary. <clears throat> oh yeah, and it reminds me a lot of that because, like, in that documentary, you see that like one of the craziest things is after you find out all the information. One of the guys that was in charge of putting this on, he said, oh, what do you think was the biggest mistake of the festival? He's like, ah, some people got in for free. And then literally scores of women were sexually assaulted and raped. Fucking multiple people died. And you you marked up water at an, a crazy price. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, like literally, like, beer was the same Prices water like it was they were each like four bucks back in like 99 Mm. and um you know it's just like and i i went to a festival recently a music festival uh, one held in golden gate park outside lands um i hate festivals now i hate them i like Mm. legitimately like i think it's literally just like late stage capitalism just like in one space like literally it's just Mm. like like okay take take this for example right how many? Uh, there were two water refill stations, right? But there were thirty places you could buy water. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're just trying to extort you for water. Yeah, basically, just straight up, straight yeah. up, and like, and um, a lot of the places that sell water also sell beer and all that shit. And then it's just literally, it's just like the 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 festival is just all revolves around you and how much money you can fucking spend. And it's just fucking, it's like, Mm -hmm. I've already paid $350, to fucking go to this shit. And then literally the last two days were, it was completely packed. So I know for sure they definitely oversold because the first day was like a nice density, right? Not too crowded, but it was good. It was like, you definitely a lot of people there. 
And the fucking next two days, it was just like, it became like a sea of people. And I'm like, oh, okay. They for sure over fucking sold it, which they did at Astro World as well as they oversold it. And then, you know, Travis is like, hey, I was able to get a couple few extra tickets for you guys. And it's just like, it went beyond the capacity that this place could hold. I mean, so the blame, <clears throat> the blame falls on partially on a lot of parties it falls on travis it falls on the the organizing staff and i'm not 100 sure that travis because it's called astro world but i don't know if it's like you know run i think it was run by live nation um yeah you know there's a lot of parties at fault here but travis is the most visual like um person to blame and also it's definitely a bad look for him no and for sure and and the reason why i prefaced it with like oh i'm not a fan is because there have been a lot of fans on twitter recently who have been like you know like just literally like oh well they would have started a riot if he would have stopped he literally stopped not only previously at other concerts but he stopped at that concert only once but he he it proves that he can do it and that he did notice at least something was going on because he had to stop it twice. Yeah. Once for the ambulance going in and then a second time when he saw another fan struggling. But the thing is is that <clears throat> all right, I'm put I'm putting my capitalism bow tie on, right? To f- try to figure out mm-hmm. what's what's the reason why most likely this happened and when I have my little capitalism bow tie on, I I kind of think, well, uh, it was probably because they didn't want to issue refunds to the people going there. Um, and that's why they fucking, that's why they continued to let it go on. Is that I think that they yeah. were really worried about like, oh, we're going to issue refunds because that's all they fucking give a shit about. Mm-hmm. That's all they give a shit about is the bottom line. And they don't care if fucking people dies. It's just included into the cost of things, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely think you raise an interesting point with this. And um, as I've gotten older, and this is like one of the things that makes, as I age, makes me actively feel older. But I I agree with you. As I've gotten older, I've been like, oh, yeah, music festival kind of fucking bullshit. And I definitely think you raise an interesting point. And it's something I felt about music festivals for a while, but I kind of felt like a fucking square stick in the mud voicing or, uh, it and I'm like you know, this kind of feels like some consumer's bullshit yeah like, it really is think about this for most music festivals even your local radio station you go to 106 KMELs Summer Jam you go to Live 105's BFD you go to 94.9's whatever the fuck they Warped got tour. you're paying out the nose even you have Warp Tour for these festivals you're paying if you buy a three day ticket you should be expecting to spend at least at minimum for the ticket alone plus the f- sub fees that come with it 200 plus more for in most cases more right. and and that's, that's not including if you want to buy concerts. merch or you know yeah merch the food the water the drinks everything's outrageously priced everybody knows this everybody says it too you go to this shit and everybody's like oh my god eight dollars for a fucking heineken like what the fuck you know ten dollars for a fucking heineken whatever oh, co- it is the you cocktails know, kind of knows this. the cocktails at the sponsored tents like that we went to the bacardi tent because they had good mixed cocktails there mm-hmm. it was literally fourteen dollars yeah. for each cocktail yeah, and when no, you go I to mean, a, and when you go, every, yeah, when you go to a bar, like you get a couple cocktails. You're kind of in and out, just say okay. All right, so um, um 
But yeah, you know, it is. It is just a consumer. It's just a nightmare of consumerism, dude. That's literally yeah, all it is. Yeah, a lot of music festivals feel like that. Be it Outside Lands and SF, um, Beyond Wonderlands, or the Insomniac EDM events, even the punk rock fucking event be it riot fest or aftershock like the tickets are obviously priced there if you're working class you look at them and you're like this is a week's you know worth of two weeks several weeks worth of bills right here in the form of a fucking ticket so you're debating going to see musicians and going to listen to music you like or fucking paying your bills on time and that's a choice most people in the working class have to make when they go to a music festival and then you get there and the drinks, the food, everything, merch is outrageously priced. Yeah. And in recent years, as I've gotten older, I can't help but look around and be like, this is just fucking consumer is bullshit. And like, you're not even really, I mean, like maybe you're having fun seeing your favorite artist, watching a good show, but like nobody's mingling. People are on edge. You notice how many fights happen at oh, these yeah. things? Have you seen the amount of fucking aggression <clears throat> that comes out of, at these I, things? Dude, People dude, go there pissed. The I get amount- in fights more often than I have a, than meet people. Like I don't, I go there thinking I'm going to make friends, whether it's guys that are into the same music as me and we can go see each other's or women. Fucking, you know, yeah, or girls or meeting girls or whatever. Yeah. But and, most and, of the time I'm fucking getting aggressive with some people. Yeah. People are getting aggressive with me. I'm in a fucking mood to be aggressive. So, you know, I'm not saying that people that are there to be that are aggressive are the bad ones cuz I'm in an aggressive mood when I go to these types of concerts. Like I'm there fucking ready to be like especially if I'm with a girl that I brought like I'm re- they're like fucking anybody looks at her funny. I'm going to give them the fucking one two. But like <laughs> yeah. You know, um like it's as I've gotten older more and more I'm like dude these things are fucking miserable I'm complaining the majority of the time and it's not that fun so as I've gotten older I've just seriously resigned myself to being like you know what I just like watching a fucking band perform at a local bar for sure even like a decent size like back in Santa Cruz like like back in Santa Cruz some of the best shows I saw were at like you know um, the Catalyst yeah the Atrium the Atrium the Atrium's hella fun it's smaller shows and less of a crowd and it's more camaraderie there you know and I think a lot of things I've seen online the things that bother me the most about the astro world people that are defending i get i don't know if i want to say defending but like covering for for scott and his the event organizers are like oh well people should be more responsible like you went to this concert like be responsible for your own actions and i'm like always placing yes. it back on the person and the consumer exactly i agree and i'm but i'm also like yes i hear what they're saying but remember this is not just an individual. This is a massive crowd. Like the yeah. the massive people has right. something to do with it. Like people act and respond differently in crowded situations than they do in smaller ones. Yeah. So the fact that like these are these massive events with a massive crowd that carries an energy and clearly this Astro World event had some bad fucking energy bad juju. that was spread bad juju spread throughout the crowd like had a role to play in it and you For sure. and you can see that when you go to different music events when you're watching local bands perform at a fucking dope ass dive bar 
people are in a good mood. Even if people are pitting hard at that show, yeah, dude, like you one walk of, one away of, with at most. One of the the most fun sh- shows I've been to was that one that me and you went together at the Blue Lagoon, and it was just like some shitty like metal bands, and we were just we were yeah, having a good time. I think we saw the Death Cover Band Zombie Ritual. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I know what you're talking about. That was but a that was a that was a ton of fun and we were yeah. getting somewhat aggressive. We were in the pit, mm-hmm. sure. And yeah. it was yeah. but, but it was it's resp- the thing is that until you experience it on the outside you can see like, oh how is that any better? But you can tell mm-hmm. like in the pit, like at a metal show, you can tell that there's a, at least a general level of an exp- of uh you know, respect and also the fact that mm-hmm. it's just like you're showing, you're just like getting energy out because this music's full of energy and you want, and you just. Yes. Hang on a moment though. Mm-hmm. I have a qualm, a bone to pick with the people online that after this Travis Scott Astro World that have been like, oh, metal shows and punk shows, everybody's so nice and respectful. And like trying to act like this doesn't exist in rock shows, um, it's not necessarily true. And I think that's kind of like a little bit of bullshit to say that, um, oh yeah, this stuff doesn't exist in, in metal or, or, oh, punk. No, I'm the sure most, it does exist. The smallest shows I've, the, the, the shows I attend the most are hardcore shows. You know, I love hardcore. Right. And, um, Literally at hardcore shows, I've fucking been assaulted and assaulted people with no remorse. Yeah. So I don't want to say that these shows are devoid of like yeah, active it's violence. It's not a bunch of people praying. Okay. <laughs> I, I look at Travis Scott and I'm like, okay, nobody in Travis Scott's show is going around and actively trying to assault you, which happens at even the smallest of hardcore shows. People will pit. In a way that they're trying, like, if you're trying to stand to the side or just enjoy a drink, they're, whether they're actively trying to do it or just fucking doing their kung fu moves (laughs) in the pit, like, (laughs) you know, like, people will fucking hit you hard and, you know, not really give a fuck about it, and... You know, maybe at some of the bigger metal shows where the band is encouraging it and the culture is encouraging, being like, oh, yeah, pick people up in the pits. Yeah, like maybe it happens more so like at a fucking Papa Roach show. But you go see Knocked Loose. You know, Knocked Loose is a bigger hardcore band. You go see Knocked Loose. People are going to be trying to fucking smack you, give you a fucking uppercut and run away. Like it, it gets violent there. But the size of the crowd matters. And those people are, like, fewer and far in between. The majority of the crowd is there to see the music. And, um, and yeah, so it's a different... There's not a massive crowd there that's all involved in the same energy like there's right. different coalitions of energy at these smaller for sure. shows for sure and i know i know helps break up the bullshit yeah. you yeah. know but the last thing just being said you know i feel bad for the people who died it seems like honestly whether it's crowd crush or bad drugs crowd crush sounds like a terrible way to go honestly you literally get suffocated without being able to move um or you know, you or you fucking have a drug overdose. The point being is that um, Travis already saw people were uh, falling down, and mm-hmm. he did know to a certain extent. He did maybe mm-hmm. not, ex- but also here's the thing: at these events, m- artists have an in-ear mic 
an in-ear monitor that tell that the production stage can be like like he brought on Drake, right? So the production staff was like able to be like, hey, you know, Drizzy's back here, you know, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. My hold on, my one quick qualm with this, and I'm glad we're not doing this as a shame. This is not a shame no, segment. No, no, no. Shame on you segment. I have a big problem with joining online mobs, and right I now agree. it feels like there's a big, big online mob forming against Travis Scott. There's and no his room for nuance cohorts. on Twitter. There's no room for yeah. nuance. And I don't like to to participate in mobs, be them online or offline. I don't want to join in on groupthink and you know just all join in in the mass rate of it all. Totally, this is just a conversation. I do think it's a bad look at the best for Travis Scott. In best case scenario, it's a bad look for him. Worst case scenario, he knew and he was being negligent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we yeah, don't. Know, we don't. That's a good way to put it. We is is so like you know this. I think will probably fall under criminal negligence um mm. but like there are there's already lawsuits flying uh drake was even named in one of them too because drake was oh, brought yeah. up and um <laughs> and the thing is is that i'm not gonna feel bad for them if they do get fucking sued i mean i it, it feels like at that point like i said the production staff was able to be like all right drake's here we're gonna bring out drake now we're gonna do sicko mode or whatever you know yeah. the thing is is that um <clears throat> you know they were uh, the production staff knew there were there's all these videos the one where the, you know the people were talking to the camera guy like i said 18 minutes in and 8 minutes in sorry they declared it a mass casualty event so you're telling me that the production staff couldn't get into the ear inner ear monitor of Travis Scott's ear and tell him that or completely shut down and run a safety message i find a bunch of bullshit and and on and the sad part is is that people died People fucking died. Young people fucking died. And it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. And you shouldn't just, yeah, like you said, join in in some online, you know, lynch mob fucking trying to, you know, come after Travis Scott's head. But be realistic about it. Be like, look, he probably has some part to play in this. We don't know exactly yet until obviously it gets run through court and whatever gets disclosed. Probably he'll settle for an undisclosed amount to keep it silent. Um, But the thing is, is that. We won't know until more info comes out, but most yeah, likely yeah, more info has to be released. Most most likely it's criminal negligence that these people will fucking have died and it sucks. I guess we can return to this when more info comes out. For sure. We'll for the time a- being, I want to say maybe there's no clear villain in this story. No. It's a it's a large conglomeration of negligence and incompetence from the police and, um, to Live Nation to the production staff and to Travis Scott. It's not just yeah. one person. And at even fault. in the crowd, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, the, the crowd, yeah. maybe. All right, so let's get on so. to our next topic. All right, you know me, Zach. I love, okay. I love support supporting workers and workers' rights issues. It's one of the things I like to cover a lot. Night, brother. One of the things I like to cover a lot on this show because it just, I don't know, I. You know, even with our small reach, I like to like show a pro worker message because a lot of us are wage slaves and a lot of us are people who, you know, who work, you know, work just to subside. And I think it's important to like embrace solidarity with other workers who are fighting to unionize and to protect workers. So the one I'm talking about this week, I kind of I think I mentioned in the last episode I wanted to talk about it, but um. 
it's the IATSE strike, which stands for the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. All right. So a lot of them are like grips, PAs, and let's go into what a PA is. All right. So PA is like a production assistant, right? And they're responsible for transporting actors, moving equipment, and sorting mail, and also just just running errands, right? Um, most PAs are not unionized. They aren't allowed to sit like they aren't even allowed to sit down as a PA. And if uh, production falls behind, the workdays are extended. Uh, they can call back workers as early as 2 a.m. They 12 to 14 hour days are usual. Sometimes there's 20 hour days with a quick turnaround. So like uh, workers are like afraid that they're when they're going to fucking pass out at the wheel like some have, you know, just because of the quick turnaround. It's it's crazy. And yeah. um. You know, studios would rather pay. They, they. It's like, okay, we'll give our the PAs and the employees a, a break, or we'll just pay this fine. This, it's a small fine, like you know, and reimburse them as a you know missed meal penalty, right? And so they'll just fucking pay that off because to have them more productive, to to have them off for like an hour, as compared to have them on for an hour and then just pay a fine, they'd rather just pay the fine. Um, many, like I said, many workers fear about just like passing out while they're driving home. Um, so on October 6th, 60,000 workers voted 99% to strike, uh, the largest private, private sector strike since, uh, 74K, uh, striked at, um, General Motors in 2008, I think. Um, so one factor creating pressure for these companies to produce more more content has been well think about it we've you know we've been in lockdown because of the coronavirus content has become much more valuable right and stream oh, yeah. and the streaming 100%. service the streaming service revolution as you can call it or whatever but like streaming services coming to what they have now post-covid mm-hmm. super profitable and it like it's literally tied to like people's ha- general happiness being able to mm-hmm. consume this content that's made by other streaming services so once they were able to start uh re-recording again um after so, so um yeah basically uh the streaming services once they were allowed to start filming again uh, in July 2020, they were working like we have to make up for missed time, right? We have to, we have to like, so it was like constant, like long work days. Um, yeah. And there, but like I said, there's now like an extreme demand for it because a lot of people were stuck at home. And so that just, it further perpetuated the problem. And I think uh, some streaming services like Netflix back in like, 2009 had reached some agreement that when it becomes profitable they'll pay their employees more and yeah it's 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 Mm. it's bullshit and i just i i stand i stand with this this uh labor movement like i do every other labor movement you know i think it's important for for workers and you think of like you know hollywood acting and all that shit and you think it's like glamorous shit and you think it's like you know it's like it's like oh cool you're in a movie but you don't think about all the fucking little 
peons who are like, you know, just working around doing all this shit, you know, you know, uh, to make the movie run. The movie can't run without production assistance. Yet they tr- they mm-hmm. treat him as just like l- little worker bots that just never stop and they just keep going and going like little energizer bunnies, you know what I mean? And without any soul, yeah. like they're just some fucking automatons that can just work as long as they fucking need you to. So the one reason why I I this whole sh- is you know it's made me a lot of these like workers rights issues has like honestly made me in my personal life like have to like relook at some of the consumerist practices that I participate in right and yeah. and you and you you see it like oh well do I need to get fucking Amazon next day shipping if it's going to be at the uh, cost of fucking somebody who's pissing and shitting in a bag? Uh, am I going to go fucking buy Oreo cookies when the fucking workers there are like, co- co- you know, overworked? And now it's coming towards something that, yeah, I definitely consume all types of streaming content for sure. I th- we all do. We all do. There's not, there's barely anybody who's not guilty of this. We all participate in this for the most part. Yeah. And, Who doesn't and, have a at least one streaming platform? Exactly, adhering to exactly. And I think it's just good to know. You need to know that a lot of these companies are taking advantage of workers, and you know, especially. I mean, you were even. I even saw you. You were like when I was bringing up the fact that this is has to do with the streaming, rev, like you know the the change to streaming services. You're like, yeah, that makes total sense. You're just like, yeah, and you hate yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's fucking gross. And I hate that when, you know, you learn like, oh yeah, streaming services are more popular. And then you come to learn now that it's at the expense of others' misery and sometimes fucking death. And, you know, uh, I, I think it ties in perfectly to the Alec Baldwin Rust tragedy that happened mm. a while, uh, not too long ago, um, where... <laughs> Um, if you hadn't heard, uh, where the fuck have you been? It's been on the fucking news, but basically, uh, Alec Baldwin on set fired a live round, which ended up, um, killing one, uh, director of photography and the direct, and it injured the director. And, um, as the story unfolded, you started to learn that the person who's the armory, uh, expert, I think that's what the position's called was it was a nepotism mm-hmm. job like you know it was a it was someone who was the daughter of someone important and it was like i said like a nepotism job uh and that uh there was a lot of quick turnarounds on this set it like this movie rust it looked like it was going to be a very low budget movie that was just going to i don't know just exist online somewhere right yeah i don't think many people are going to go see rust <laughs> before this is it even going to get released now no no yeah, there's yeah. no way there's no way the movie's dead um so the thing the <laughs> dead thing in the water the thing is is that um you know this is it's just it's tragic but a lot of these work, a lot of the workers and PAs that were on the set were also overworked and fucking tired. And that has come out after the fact. And it's just like, it's just like, you know, these workers' rights issues are fucking important. And then something like this happens. And then, you know, then, uh, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so ba- 
Sorry, Zach's in the hallway. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you it's, think, Zach? It's Hitler's youth. They're rallying. <laughs> what do you th- <laughs> what do you, but what do you think about this, Zach? Okay, a couple thoughts. Um, the first one is um, when you talked about how important streaming is now. Um, we brought up in earlier episodes this idea of the content void. Yeah, it's a, it's a running and theme on our show. We talk about, yeah. you know, stuff just I made... I truly believe yeah. it's a real thing that yeah. the internet has created like this massive demand for content, be it YouTube videos or TV shows or anything that can be placed on a streaming platform from YouTube to Amazon to Netflix. And it's created like this massive demand for content. And because of that, content's being churned out at a very, very fast pace. And a lot of it becomes more and more empty. And a lot of it becomes more and more pressed to gain popularity quickly. Yeah, you know, like like, money quickly. Like the whole the whole thing that trended about that free guy movie where it's like, yeah, it's a freaking lightsaber, dude. Like that whole fucking thing. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. Everything's made these days for viral clips and to just be viral real quick in order to gain a quick burst of popularity. And to but it's nothing that's it's nothing that sustains. It's like eating a bag of air chips. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing sustainable. So I think even movies. I I love movies. I mean, we dedicate we, episodes of this podcast to movies because both it, me and you are and, huge cinema fans. Yeah, and that's why we wanted and, to include some movie review element to our podcast because we love we love movies like legitimately mm-hmm. like, and we want movies to be good and for you know mm-hmm. and for you know indie film to thrive. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And and so. On top of that fact of the content void existing, I'm not saying this movie Rust is is a part of it, but like it's something to be aware of that right now the entertainment industry there is a a big demand for content and the entertainment industry is rushing to keep up. Yeah. And on top of that, my second thought is when it comes to my love for cinema and I look at this and I'm like okay, like I you know, I didn't go to school. I didn't for cinema. I didn't study cinema in school, but it's always something I've yeah. kept an eye on and been interested in, yeah. and I've had an interest in perhaps pursuing I mean, some type I mean, of work I mean, within we, the film industry. When we were living together, a majority of the nights that like we, we would just hang out, like cook dinner, and we'd watch a movie because mm-hmm. we, you know, we just yeah. love movies. Are just like they're, they're you know like sometimes when they're great, they're just like they're like little pieces. Like it's just. It feels good. Like, like, look, I'll be yeah. like, they're like spectacle movies. Whether I, it's something that makes you think something that you just get immersed with something you just enjoy and have a fun time watching. Like, yeah, a movies film can bring a lot to you, whether, you know, it's emotional or, or, or right. entertainment or artistic, like, like, like I was, I was going to say recently a movie that me and you have both seen and we'll do a review on it soon. Um, but Dune, um, mm-hmm. Dune, Dune, Dune was this big spectacle movie, but it was fun and it was good, and it, you could tell mm-hmm. that the director uh, Denis Villeneuve, I think that's how you say his name, Villeneuve, I think, yeah. and uh, he, uh, he 
you can tell is a huge fan of sci-fi, you know, and he's a huge, I mean, he did the Blade Runner 2049, um, uh, sequel and, um, that's how I, and I knew I liked that movie. Um, anyway, this is beside the point, but the point is, is that that's a huge spectacle movie, but it was good. And it, like, I'm saying is like, like all movies have the potential to be good. All, yeah. Yeah. Either way, I think a lot of the people that get into filmmaking from the actors, big screen actors to direct big name directors to down to, you know, directors of cinematography and directors of photography and the grips like these people are here because they're passionate about a a form of a medium of, of. of art you know yeah and they're to be fucking exploited and tormented you know in in a, what is essentially a dream job for a lot of people so it, it, it's sad to hear you know this is a common practice in american cinema if anything it tells me i don't know if this problem exists in in international cinema it could but i think we need to do a better job of us people who enjoy film and cinema maybe branching out a little bit as i've been traveling in europe oh, i've yeah. been thinking like there's a ton like, there's a ton of foreign film like koreans yeah. koreans do some of the most like nail-biting tense thrillers um there's good japanese horror and there's good um you know even german cinema there's good german cinema there's good french mm-hmm. cinema no french are some too. of French are some of the best at cinema. French has some of the best, yeah. Yeah, French has some of the best. Um, I just think that, yeah, as a whole, I mean, it, it probably, like, there is probably, like, those cinema industries aren't devoid of exploitation. I'm sure there's exploitation that exists, but, you know, something I've heard people talk about while I've been traveling is they're like, oh, you know, like, Americans don't want to go and see a movie that's from another country. They don't want to read subtitles. They don't want to see a, a Japanese movie from, you know, 1955. There's one I, I have my eye on that. Maybe we could watch one. What, time Ak- called Ak- Ak- Akira Kurosawa? No, Within the Reeds. It's called Within the no. Reeds or in well, With the Reeds. We I, I'm should, not well, sure. Well, uh, t- just real quick, talking about Japanese, we got to watch some Akira mm-hmm. Kurosawa. I mean, he's you know made some of the most mm-hmm. like influential I mean, films of all time. There is a world of film throughout de- throughout the century around the world. You know, outside of the American yeah. mainstream cinema, that I think you know if we want to demand better from our at-home cinema and our at-home film industry, the American one, yeah, that maybe it's it's time for us to start branching out a little bit. You know, like... Yeah, yeah it, get out of it, your comfort it, zone. Kind of, get out of your it, comfort... It's kind of ironic yeah. to say, but, like, you know, in the U.S., you vote with your dollars, you know? Facts. And I know it's, it's a big cliche, but, like, you know, if we want our industries to change, we have to start engaging with either whether it's fucking Travis Scott in the music industry or you know big big Hollywood cinema if we want this shit to change we got to find alternatives whether it's attending local shows or exploring more independent more international cinema like if we want this shit to change we got to make an active effort because I don't see any other way to force change upon these big time American entertainment industries 
other than abstaining from it more and engaging more with independent, more local, more low budget you know, shit. You know, honestly, that's the, that's on, the bottom line for on, me. Honestly, that's, Stone Cold said so. Hell yeah, hell Go yeah, ahead. brother. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, you know, that might be an interesting series to do with our uh, film reviews. Is maybe do a if you like this type of genre and then like kind of talk about mm. some kind of foreign films that do that you know because most likely mm-hmm. people are reaching our americans so you know yeah yeah who are we having listen to this show outside of america i don't know okay dude. i'll start putting up get i'm gonna print out some stuff L- zach, zach you can't break <laughs> zach you can't break the kayfabe all right you have to <laughs> pretend like there's a ton of people listening that's how because no one oh, wants to hear yeah, that guys yeah <laughs> people sure. are listening they are they are for sure okay yeah yeah all right i won't be so negative <laughs> yes all right don't break kayfabe damn it <laughs> not bringing k ladies and gentlemen start exploring more independent more local more international media be it film be it music be it art fuck hollywood fuck the music industry fuck the film industry Look for local, independent, international, small-time right. artists. Let's go. Let's baby. go. Let's go into your. Uh, t- you you had this in- this story that had me interested about the Tokyo Joker. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. Oh yes, yes. All right. So, um, <laughs> so I did not bring you a summarized account of the events, but on Halloween night um, in Tokyo, Japan, one day I hope to visit tokyo japan maybe with you uh, maybe um there is a random attack in the metro in tokyo in which it doesn't seem like there is many deaths maybe one or two but 17 to 20 people injured and it is reported that a man was dressed as can you guess Fucking the Joker because oh. duh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm jokering. Dressed oh, I'm jokering. The Joker. Um, reportedly pulled out a knife on a Japanese how corny, Tokyo Metro. How, how corny is the Joker meme at this point? <laughs> uh, he he. <laughs> I mean, if you see someone in a Joker outfit these this day and age, just know that they're fucking a. A weirdo. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was about to say autistic, but you know. <laughs> yeah, don't be ableist. Zach. So, um, I'll, I'll I'll read you real quick the uh, summary right, of what I I'm pulled up here. A uh, suspect's been arrested for the attempted murder of 17 people who were injured in a knife and fire attack on a train in Tokyo that was carried out by a man wearing the Joker costume. This is from the Guardian UK. (laughs) Witnesses told the public broadcaster NHK that petrified passengers fled to adjoining carriages and jumped out windows during the attack. (laughs) Um, You know... it's just Halloween night. One thing to keep in mind that I've learned in Europe, I don't know what it's like in Japan, but Halloween is not necessarily something that's, you know, all that big in other countries. It's definitely a little bit of an American holiday, but it seems like there is some weirdo young, you know, 24 year old guy who was, um, you know, having his Joker fantasies, and I guess he adores the Joker from the Batman films, as he told police in in Tokyo. And for some reason, he was 
decided to get dressed up in his green and purple suit and then decided to pull out a knife and then just start randomly attacking and stabbing people for no reason no. in particular. Um, so, I mean, it's a weird fucking attack and... Uh, I don't know what else to much to say about it. It doesn't seem like he killed him. I'm scrolling through the story here real quick. Yeah. Um, it just seems well, like me... he just scared a lot of people. Started just pulled out a knife and just started swinging, essentially. You know. You want to know how I got these to... scars? You want to know? Yeah. Or it's more like, do you, <laughs> do you want to know how I got the, these uh, scars? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in the middle, it wasn't even that late. It says it was around 8 p.m. He pulled out a knife and just started swinging. Nearby spectators just said, at first I thought it was some weird Halloween event. And then I saw this guy carrying a long knife and I ran away. <laughs> Translated from Japanese into English. Um, yeah. I'm sure it was much more poetically said yeah. in Japanese. The perpetrator showed no emotion, emotion during the attacks, um, one witness said. He held the knife and started spreading liquid. I'm damaged. I'm, you know, like the fucking, the Jared Leto fucking Joker where he had damage tattoo on his head. Oh, that was so cringe. That was the worst Joker. So, um, so but yeah, I mean, this but, is but a but weird it, story. Well, people also, um, in America, like, people fucking wild out on Halloween, and there's a lot of weirdos out on fucking... Halloween. Oh yeah. Um. What's more, more so than the Halloween aspect to me, the pat, the part where I'm like, all right, what is it with the fucking Joker and dudes that like have soup murder murderous thoughts? What is it about the Joker that strikes? Because if you remember the uh, guy that shot up the Aurora Adam Wayne was in no, Colorado not, in not 2012. Adam, uh, forget, but yeah, the the guy uh, that I shot don't know up, his name. He shot up. He shot up, but it was in Aurora, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy in the theater that he shot up a theater that was watching the new Batman movie, the the one with Bane. Yeah, and um, that guy, that guy in criminal proceedings, they realized like, dude, this guy was fucking obsessed with the Joker. He fucking thought he was the Joker. And there's been other incidents. I'm guys. the Joker, <laughs> baby. Yeah. <laughs> there's been other incidents of weirdo guys with murderous thoughts, like thinking they're the Joker, getting in a Joker per Joker persona, and then being like, "Time to go kill people randomly." <laughs> you yeah, know? aren't I? And so like, random as the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and like running out and fucking stabbing or shooting people, and it's just strange. And I'm interested. the The fact of this story that interests me the most is that this didn't take place in America. This was like a random attack in Japan, which is in Tokyo, which is a relatively like peaceful. Like, there's not a lot of. Mass violence in 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 Japan. So it, it's something that's like American esque, like a mass mass violence incident, and also the Joker, which is American culture, like infiltrating its way into Japanese society Cur and like cu cultural imperialism, baby, cultural imperialism, <laughs> infiltrating the the culture there enough that you know some guy. 
it made him deranged or it spoke to some deranged individual because I don't think that the Joker or Batman or anything makes somebody go out and do this. I think that somebody's already probably deranged and that it just somehow gives them the inspiration they need to go out and commit some fucking heinous crime. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's kind of (laughs) lame. Yeah, it's definitely lame. It's definitely lame. Hey, mass murder is lame. Wow, couldn't you be more original? Couldn't you be more original? Why don't you come up with an original character who's a psychotic murderer? Yeah, how come there's... What happened to the days of the serial killer when they each had their own original persona like a Jeffrey Dahmer that's this weirdo kind of straight edge gay oh, dude oh, or you I know play with your head and fuck your neck oh. <laughs> <laughs> or the Ted Bundy handsome I'm a young conservative and I'm gonna chop up your body <laughs> nowadays our mass murderers are all either jokers or a fucking neo-nazi it's mm. boring I want more mm. original characters in my world of mass murder you know they're all the same it's like they're all influenced by Nazis or Jokers do better yeah yeah yeah. they're either it's either an Islamic terrorist a white nationalist neo-Nazi or a fucking dude that's obsessed with the Joker honestly more 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 likely nowadays for for the uh, the neo-Nazis Let's be yeah, honest. I, exactly. Uh, but still, the Islamist shit happens, and the Joker shit happens from time to time. But there's three main flavors: it's weirdo, edgy dude, Islamist terrorist, or fucking white nationalist neo-Nazi. Back in the day, I'm getting boomer with this. Back in the day, the, the serial killers they just had more personality. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. They were this generation, this generation has gone soft. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays we just got they gone soft and they've gone unoriginal. I don't want another Joker Muslim neo Nazi. Give me somebody with some soul to them. What if it was a, a fucking weirdo, borderline gay, fucking nondescript strange guy that nobody's ever heard of, murdering yeah. prostitutes in the streets of wherever it may be <laughs> in the night. Leaving weird cryptic so, notes for so the police. So basically, you want to cap it. You want to you want to cap this off as just uh, criminals do better. <laughs> stop being so corny. Do better. Yep. Yeah, stop being so, <laughs> stop being so corny. Get <laughs> get some originality on you. <laughs> My God, so um, lazy. Everybody's lazy these days. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of even our like, mass murderers. <laughs> speaking of uh, people, I don't like. Uh-huh. Let's get to our shame on you segment. Hey, sure, ka, ka, ka. shame on Elon Musk. Fuck Elon Musk. Fuck, right? yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Zach is a ardent hater. I'm of a Elon. long time, long time hater of Elon Musk. Okay, it feels like just within the past year after the pandemic, people started hating this guy. I've been hating on him since day fucking one. I've hated Elon you're, Musk from him. 
from him spouting about simulation theory to going on Joe Rogan to fucking just being an annoying fucking emerald fucking mine owning fucking prick I've hated this fucking ugly ass motherfucker do you know have you heard about his sorry just side note have you heard about his brother who's like a real weirdo and then his dad, oh, I'm sure his, he's got a his, weirdo brother. his dad, I think married like a, or like knocked up like a, someone who's like a housekeeper or something like that. And she oh, was like of 16. Of course. Dude, oh, trust me. Dude, e, dude, Elon Musk's dad is like a complete, I think, oh no, no, the dude, brother, you know the, this guy comes Elon from a weirdo Musk, family. Elon Musk's brother, I, I'm almost certain hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh yeah no doubt dude this dude comes from uh his family was rich prior they were under the carpet rich you know the kind of rich like sackler family rich right. where they're under the scenes rich because their wealth comes from mass exploitation whether yeah. it's sackler family with spreading opioids <laughs> throughout mines. our country uh, blood mines <laughs> yeah or or the must owning massive fucking diamond and emerald and gem mines in south africa I like i'm just a quirky weirdo family i'm just was a quirky redditor prior. i'm a quirky redditor <laughs> yeah. oh dude this guy's fucking nearly 60 this guy's almost as old as my dad older than my fucking mother and he He's there acting like he's a fucking Reddit sixteen year old redditor half the time. Like yeah, this guy posting, found Reddit three years ago, posting at age fucking fifty five. Yeah, and he's posting and now like, acts he's, like posting, he's the he fucking he's posting like shitty like Edward <laughs> King of the Internet. He's posting like shitty like communi- communism is bad <laughs> nine gag fucking memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and so, people still eat this shit up, even though there's been, thankfully, there's been a turn on him lately. And I'm go ahead, well, go okay. and get into it. So let me. There's just been get a into- turn on this guy lately. Thankfully, True. thank God. So recently, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's been talks of a billionaire tax, right? Which oh, yeah. is literally going to be a it's tax on. Happen. Okay, I know, I know, it's never going to happen. But how many billionaires do you think will be affected by this bill? How many, like six? 700 700 billionaires that's how many fucking <laughs> that's how many fucking billionaire this is the people we're talking about and like fox look, news and msnbc look, will make it seem like that it's oh it's gonna affect the average worker it's like no yes no look they're framing it wrong this should not be a billionaire tax billionaires aren't just getting their money out of thin air this needs to be a corporate a ta- tax yeah. musk said it himself I don't have money. My money, he said it. Oh, well, I'm gonna all get my into that. In stocks. I'm gonna get. I'm I gonna gotta get. sell stocks to, to well, pay taxes. Uh, okay, well, the money is not owed by the billionaire. They get their money from the corporation. I, I literally, to be a wait. This is literally. Tax. This is all my breakdown. Go ahead. This go, is all, go ahead. Yeah. yeah all right. Go so ahead. let me just get into it. So, <laughs> um, recently, um. I want to just talk about his recent exploits. I don't know if you saw. You don't follow him on Twitter because you blocked him. No, I fucking blocked him, and I still see his goddamn tweets. Okay. How? Okay. <laughs> listen. So because they come up as screenshots on my fucking timeline. So he um, got into an argument with the person who runs the World Bank or the World Food Program, right? And he's like, and there was basically this article being like, 
like billionaires need to do more to end world hunger, right? And then fucking Elon Musk is like, <laughs> if you can prove how six million six billion dollars will solve world hunger, then I will donate it today. But prove it to me. He's basically being a fucking. Bro, I saw that shit. He's being an edgelord yeah, no, fucking no, no. redditor, a debate bro redditor, dude. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, no. Dude, I saw that, that shit asinine as to even ask that question. If you donated $6 billion to world hunger, whether it ends it or not, $6 billion is making a big difference to feed people. Whether it ends it or not is not the question. If you donate $6 billion to a world hunger group, like... Brilliant, excellent. Like, of course, they're not going to be able to come out with numbers. And, and, and let's say, put, and, oh yeah, it's fucking food, dude. Like, how are they? It's it's a human, basic human necessity. It's not kept in your fucking accounting books. Of course, six billion dollars is going to help. Like, why do you even have to be a weirdo and make it a debate topic? Like, just say yes, I agree. Fucking six billion dollars is meaningful, and then fucking donate the money. What is six billion dollars to you at that point either? He could give more than a fucking three fourths of his wealth, retire, and be fucking set for life. Like, just travel the world for the rest of his life if he well, wanted to. Let me. Get, but let no, me... he's got to be a fucking asshole about it. So yeah, and then so <laughs> then and then recently he uh, was like, because there's like this whole argument where like writers will be like, oh well, um, he's not wealthy because a lot of his wealth comes from un- unrealized gains in the stock market. It's like, oh, go fuck yourself, dude. You fucking simps yeah, for no, Elon. Elon Senpai is not gonna fucking notice you, you fucking weeb, loser, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... so Bro, I fucking borderline would stab Elon Musk if I saw him in the streets. I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. If I saw Elon Musk walking down the street, I would be very tempted to pull a knife on him and so, fucking just stab um, him for the culture so he's facing this tax bill so in this hypothetical universe where we live in a uh, uh, US that is not uh, run by capitalism and uh, <laughs> uh, he would be basically on on the hook for about 15 billion dollars right so he's he did this thing recently where he's like, oh, should I sell ten percent of my my Tesla stock? And he's like, yeah. I'll leave yeah, it up yeah. to a poll. And and but here's the thing, is that most likely he was gonna sell it off to avoid fucking taxes, right? But then he yeah, no. he disguises it, it, this as this cutesy little thing, being like, see, I'm a man of the people. If you want me to sell it, I'll sell it. All right, I'll sell it. All right, you guys are all angry at me. And listen, the reason why there was Every such move a su- calculated move with him, yeah. I the agree. reason why Tesla stock went up so much is because Hertz, Hertz was just a rental car company which recently had to like se- they declared bankruptcy and they had to sell off assets, cars, right? Signed a deal with Tesla in which they would all use Teslas at all of their services, right? Yeah, and it was a huge deal, and therefore Tesla stock rose up. The Tesla stock rose up. So he's just he's just a terrible person. So now let me get into the. This is how. See, I I follow this. um, There's this good. Has he sold that? Because the people, for the record, even though I blocked this motherfucker, I still see his bullshit, and I saw that people voted yes. Has he sold it? I, I, I don't know because I, I think I, you're right I, that he wouldn't he wouldn't have put that poll out there risking selling 
percent if he wasn't already like yeah i'm gonna sell 10 percent like if he was like no I'm, there's no way i'm, I'm selling 10 percent, he wouldn't have even done that like it's Wait. not up for question for him like Wait. the decision's already been made go ahead but so there's this reporter i follow um i don't know if you've heard of him but he works for the intercept his name is ryan grimm mm -hmm. he does a lot of really good reporting um but uh, so he broke down how like how these billionaires like how they avoid taxes. Right. And it was just a very mm -hmm. uh, way that I could understand it. So it might sound a little complicated. Let me know if you got any questions, but I'm going to try to get through this. So basically, okay. Musk was in 2012 was awarded options as a part of his compensation plan. Right. Uh, so like you know he will be like oh well I'm I have a zero dollar salary but it's like the same thing that Jeff Bezos did where it's like oh that's just so I don't have to pay taxes right um, yeah. and so he was awarded stock options right uh, he got about two two twenty two point eight million shares at six dollars and twenty four cents a share right and let's just here let's see what uh, Tesla is at right now. It's at like thirteen hundred, I think. It's okay, so it's the at stuff. it's at one thousand sixty seven dollars. Alright, okay. so lower so, than yeah. it usually is. So um That's because he's been tweeting too much. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like his stock his shit rises and follows falls with like his bullsh his public bullshit. Anyway, but yeah, Anyways, so, go on. so yeah, so um he Ryan Grimm goes over this process and he calls it um, buy, borrow, die. All right, this is the the <laughs> yeah. Sounds um, like my life. <laughs> it's a billionaire tactic. So basically, he paid no federal income in 2018. People are like, hmm, why? <laughs> um, also, let me just have this. I got this stat just to bring this up. You want to know how much he fucking took in fucking government funding and subsidies from oh, the government? $4.9 billion. All right. Goddamn. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. taxpayer money. That's us. That went to him. We, money that was taken out of our paychecks to basically give to Elon Musk to f go fucking dig a tunnel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically these billionaires they treat um stock certificates as income right so they get paid in stocks um they take it to a bank and then they convert it to cash right so basically he has about like 57 billion worth of stock right billion dollars worth of stock all right mm. um the tax code doesn't treat that as income. The bank is incentivized to then, this is where the borrow comes in, give massive loans with low interest, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because Elon Musk is like, oh, yeah, please have our mo your money here. Yes, you know. So, um, but so paying, uh, you know, Cashing out on these gains is better than owing a 30% in income tax, right? And uh, basically, he would have to pay on just those stock options alone, he would have to pay $21 billion on that $57 billion, right? Uh -huh. 
um, once the loan is is due, the bank rolls the loan over, right? And just like, it's like, oh, now it's due this, right? Um, And then when that person dies, the wealth is passed down tax-free to next of kin. And then what happens is, is that the next of kin won't get taxed on the price, the price of the stock. So they can just completely cash it out because, uh, there's something in the tax code that when stock options get passed down, it's whatever gain of, uh, whatever it's gained in the market is not considered gains when it's passed down. It's, it's like wherever it's at, that's zero, right? So they don't get taxed on those gains that were already, does that make sense? Somewhat. <laughs> so basically, they have these stocks, right? They get paid in stocks. They convert it to cash in order to live. And then what okay. they do is is in the stock, which they have been paid in and therefore had gains on these stocks, when they get passed down, the gains get, like, zeroed. And basically, whatever price of the stock it is when it gets passed down, they basically don't have to pay any tax on that. Right. That's why hmm. people they go like, oh, the death taxes, the death tax. And it's really just, you the know, to, tax. it's really just to cut down on the fu- to tax people who inherit in larger subs of money. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they can cash out because there's no gain. They're compensate. So basically, these guys are compensated with assets to convert to cash, telling us, telling the IRS that they made no income at all. And um, like I said, it's just the fact that he's cringe and the fact that he does all this shit, it's like on Twitter and whatever, you know, so that fucking Twitter bros can Reddit bros can soy face at how cool Elon is. Oh, Elon's lit poggers. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, is that what they say? Yeah, I don't fucking <laughs> they know. They say Elon Musk poggers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out of I'm out of style with the with the current fucking internet lingo. So poggers. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Is so, our podcast poggers? Oh, it's definitely poggers, dude. Um. So basically, poggers mean <laughs> it's just like it's just like good, good. It's just like it's good, it's okay. it's something people in Twitch chat use to be like, yeah, pog. Got like when something good happens. Oh, I feel like an idiot. I feel like an old idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's poggers? <laughs> I've seen people say it and been like, oh my god, I don't know what that means. And like, I'm too embarrassed to ask. But. Well, pog, <laughs> I can't believe I'm bringing down the epitome, but pog is like, yeah, good. And then poggers is like, yeah, poggers. Like, you know, that's basically in Twitch chat. Um, anyway, so basically, <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, Elon's a terrible person, and Elon's someone who knows the skirt around the U.S. tax code, and you know, and also how to gain subsidies from the government. So not only is he not paying taxes, he's getting money from the government to do his bullshit vanity projects. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's and it sucks. It sucks. And like you know, like something that you were bringing up uh, before was about this uh, this telescope. Why don't you tell me about yes. it, Zach? All right, so aside from Musk or Bezos or Virgin Airlines retard um, doing their space vanity projects, there is still, like, because when these guys go and do their space projects, they don't come, 
research in the space is supposed to bring knowledge and advancement to all of humanity. It's supposed to be information that is available to everybody worldwide that scientists and researchers around the world can build upon. And these guys go to space and they just do it for a joyride, essentially. Or they do I it mean, as look, a look, what, look at all the goodwill fucking Jeff Bezos brought. He's like, oh, he brought fucking uh, William Shatner to the to uh, out to space, Pog. <laughs> Who gives the fuck? Do you remember a couple of years ago when they took a picture of a fucking black hole? That was not yeah. Elon Musk. That was not Jeff Bezos or Virgin Airlines guy. That was fucking global scientists working together in yeah. a national international and, and, and it's and it's unity bu- and it's bullshit that Elon and Jeff Bezos they get money from the government to fund their own vanity space programs instead of having our own fucking NASA, which is a public works program. Exactly. As, as a where fan of subsidies, as a fan need of to C- go. as a fan of Civzac, is there an option mm. to where a private individual a private company within your sieve could start no you have the state control the means of production all right (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah i mean you could build your sieve up in a way that it's an oligarchical sieve but anyways that's getting into the semantics of the game poggers um but um (laughs) sieve is definitely poggers to me (laughs) Yeah, Civ is poggers. I've had some great poggers moves. You too. You, yeah. You're pretty good at at Civ too. And um, dude, that one anyways, ma- that one Civ match aside. that one match where you were Isabella or no, or yeah, you were Isabella of Spain, and I was like uh, like Portugal. Yeah, reverse. You're Isabella. Spain, Isabella, I think. And yeah. I was Maria the Sa- I don't know. Yeah. That was a brutal you one. You quit. You rage yeah, quit. Yeah, that was a brutal one. That was a brutal one. <laughs> because you're like, oh, Zach, help me take over this city on uh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And Remember when I, I nuked My troops, I took mass casualties. Remember when I nuked and then you? I took the Remember city. when I nuked like, you? Give me the city. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Remember when I nuked your and ass, you, And then I start forward settling. I remember when you nuked me but you know what it doesn't matter get me see me on civ bro i'll poggers you on civ all right see me on civ that's very unpoggers. open invitation for anyone listening come on civilization five see me or six civ, bro see me a civ <laughs> All right, so Zach, back to this tel- <laughs> back to this telescope. Elon Musk, me versus Elon Musk. Okay, yeah. Um, the James so Webb Telescope. What I appreciate with space research and space advancement is stuff that happens on a um, public international level, where countries and the whole world is working together. Whether it was that picture they took of the black hole, which was an international effort. Um, with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds or the current satellite that's about to launch very soon in a couple weeks it's already in the location where it's going to launch which is in French Guiana in South America it's called the James Webb Telescope and it's supposed to be the successor to Hubble and Hubble like fucking made leaps and bounds in the field of astronomy like it blew astronomy open by like decades and decades so this telescope is supposed to launch and be the successor to it it's supposed it's main goal it's not going to be like producing pictures like in color like 
for the record, most of the pictures we see of space is like artist colored and artist interpretation because satellites take pictures and like x-ray and like visual spectrums that the human eye can't really see. And this telescope is going to be taking them in x-rays, I believe. And it's supposed to like be able, it has like this massive fan of mirrors that's supposed to be able to look so far into the universe that it can see like nearly almost when the Big Bang started. It's supposed yeah. to be able to see when the first galaxies formed and scientists from around the world are supposedly able, going to be able to use it to further research in understanding how the universe came to exist and so, how stars formed and how galaxies formed and how like things exist as they are now. So and that's like really so, what's important. So juxtapose Vanity that. projects to Mars is yeah. not bringing us anything valuable. Anything no. valuable. Any valuable information. Right, well, because just, look, we're not getting to Mars anytime soon. But what can happen is leaps and bounds in the field of astronomy and our understanding of physics, our understanding of how stars and galaxies yeah. formed. And that's what this telescope is supposed yeah. to be able to do. And it's really fucking cool. People don't like the name. Here's where the controversy with this telescope comes comes up is people don't like the name because originally this it's been being built and it's been in construction for like since the early 2000s, late 90s. Like the concept came up in the late 90s and it was originally like coined the new generation telescope or something. And in the early there is some NASA administrator who I guess was a big fan of this guy James Webb who he himself James Webb was like a administer administrator overseer of NASA especially during the 60s when they got to the moon but he wasn't a scientist necessarily and um he himself uh like did not necessarily like pave the way for research so people have qualms with naming it after him because they think that he's not worthy of the name there's you know obviously some hiring disputes in this time during nasa like whether they discriminated against gay people or women or people of color and this guy was maybe in charge of nasa during that time so there's some weird naming it's 2021 so obviously people are like fucking mad about the name but the the name doesn't fucking matter it could be called you know poop vision 2000 the penis scope it'll still, the, like, penis nose, the penis yeah, the penis scope <laughs> the no scope tra- uh, 360 call of duty noob killer and it's still me you could call it whatever the fuck you want point is it's gonna advance human understanding of physics and astronomy like other words tenfold twentyfold a in- public good a good for yeah, the public. Yeah, exactly. Yes, for all, what not good, just the public, but like humanity. What fucking good does a fucking rocket that goes up to the edge of space and just goes like, oh look, there's space, and then comes back down. What good does that fucking bring? It doesn't bring any fucking good. You know what it is? It's just some bullshit so that fucking Jeff Bezos can come out of his spaceship with his cowboy hat and be like, ha 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 I'm awesome. <laughs> this is all thanks the, to the, the Amazon workers. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, uh, well, this... <laughs> The thing I think here, and look, I'm not a scientist, and I, at one time in my early college days, wanted to be an astronomer. I took a couple astronomy classes. I was horrible at it. I was terrible at math. 
And they had me, I wanted to go in talking about fucking black holes. And they're like, no, Zach, we're not going to talk about black holes. You're going to sit down here and calculate the luminosity and, and mass of a star. And I was like, yo, I can't do math. I can't fucking do this. The point that like science isn't always fucking sexy. And I think with the billionaire projects and how the public's perception of science is, is like they constantly want something sexy. Go to Mars, uh, fucking, you know, discover aliens or go to Mars. That's the main two of the I public, really, essentially. I, but like, look, it, you, it, you, it's you, not you, that simple and it's not that sexy. Like, it's going to take time. It's going to take work. It's going to take fucking math and all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> and this telescope is what will help advance that it's a slow process and yeah this telescope it's not going to be day one this telescope's going to go up and fucking start taking pictures of fucking the greys out there fucking or the Anuyaki fucking doing their devil worship out on fucking yeah or, or well maybe you could take pictures of quasars I don't know but it's not going to be fucking taking pictures of aliens or fucking telling us how we're going to get to Mars but it will be giving us valuable information about how the universe think, works. L- look, think about this. Formation. Th- think about this. And- think about this too. NASA. Also, think about all of the inventions that we have because of NASA. All mm-hmm. of the, you know, what I mean, there's yeah, a lot no. of things that came I, out I, out of a public works program where the government funds, uh, you know, a you know, an organization within the government to, you know forward science to forward you know you know it's, it's for the betterment of society not you know fucking yeah. going up and fucking jerking off in zero g all right you know like yeah and and it's not always gonna be sexy like it's gonna take some time it's gonna take some patience it's gonna take some fucking number crunching it's gonna like think about my roommate James, James yeah, McFadden, right. he's fucking shout out James. He's shout studying James. fucking rocks, and that's not necessarily sexy work, but it's important work that helps us understand. I think it's sexy how things came to be, and yeah, I mean, well, he's a sexy guy, but you know, <laughs> it comes, it helps us understand how things came to be. And James is never gonna be fucking on Twitter. Fucking making the rounds with his fucking geo- extraterrestrial geological experiments, but like that is the work that's meaningful and important. And the James Webb Telescope is one of those projects. So I just think we shouldn't be investing in asshole billionaire vanity projects to shoot rockets for a joyride, or, or as for, we put it in know, one of our episodes, the, the cock rockets. The cock rockets yeah, the in cock the fake rockets. space. No more cock rockets in the fake space. Look, space isn't real, so none of this matters. Thank you for yeah. reminding me. Oh my well, god. Uh, well, let's How let's just we'll just cap it like this. Zach wants Elon Musk to die. I want Jeff Bezos to die. What if they both went and into space? Uh, isn't real. And but but just wait, 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 launching wait, rockets wait. into the hologram. Wait, go but, ahead. But what if Jeff Bezos? And Elon Musk die on one of their rocket launches. How awesome would that be? That'd be hilarious, and it'll never happen because, you know, never say never. The, the good die young, and yeah. the bad live forever. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. Hopefully, we won't die young. I hope that James Red James Webb Telescope, regardless of what his fucking name is, who gives a shit. 
I hope it makes in the space safely in the next few weeks, and I hope that it leads to leaps and bounds in human understanding of astronomy and the universe, because Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are never going to do that. Because Stone Cold this said might. so. So, you know, whether it's a hologram or not, I guess we'll know soon enough. <laughs> yep. And on that note, thank you for listening. And uh, tune in again. Yeah, baby. I'm an island boy. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>